Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 20. Episode 20. I feel like we should have confetti and things of that nature flying all around and stuff. So <laughs> this is episode 20, season one of Westwood Breakfast right here on Quake RYC Praise News, where music is therapy. We're going to start the show off with a banger right here, celebrating our sisters once again. This is Angie Rose, childlike Cece. And um, Kid Lee was set apart. This joint goes in. If you have not heard it, man, I don't know what you're doing. Let's go. Yeah. When worlds collide, it's an exclusive. It's Kid Lee, Charlie, Cece, Angie Rose. Let's get it. Set apart my mind different. Man, I've always been an eyeball. This is an eye call, but I'm praying God keep on moving in me because it's time ticking. Time. Question why I couldn't fit in. I was made unique. You not understand that I'm set apart for intentions. Uh, all my brothers and sisters too gifted. Uh, I don't question around. I don't mess around with no conversation. That's wicked. Got the devil down. Spin his head around. Should have kept it down. Cause these bridges got building up. I really feeling up. All this and the other. Then you get the scripture. Now we just gotta get back. Jesus with me, I don't feel nobody, but his confidence is on track. But his confidence is all facts. Man, his confidence is no gaps. I got way too much to do. Gotta give it that strength. I gotta get next. I gotta get on that road. I wanna spread his name around. I'm looking for these souls. I see some down. I see some out. Lord Jesus, bring them home. Like you had brought me home. I got that Holy Spirit fire coming out my dome. Kid, I'm so like David. I dance like David. Oh, sheesh. Like I'm sissy. I don't argue with no haters. Oh, sheesh. If you heard a different story, turning pages. Yeah, holy flow. Set apart my mind different. Holy flow. I'm set apart my mind different. Holy flow. I'm set apart my mind different. Holy flow. I'm set apart my mind different. Hey, no, words get deep like I bought it down an octave. Trying to get souls to lock in authority. The only way that I walk in, you already know I'm rocking. They would sleep with the light of me, done shocked them. Now they all up and watching. Huh, see, ain't never hiding in his presence where you find a soldier for the Lord. And I will kind of hide. He keep me in perfect peace. No cool, I'm a tired. I'll remind you, hey, the God so major, most of that stuff seems why we walking in purpose, stepping on serpents, keeping a prayer life fervent, walking identity, knowing we worth it, enemy working, no, it ain't worth it, why, cause we covered by blood, we ain't dipped in it, we dripped in it, it's a flood, living water, we sip no sun, bread of life, got us full off love, spinning the block when it come to his child, knowing we pray every day, get loud, we sit on his words, Satan, sit down, when it come to these souls, we ain't playing around, I'm going like David, I dance like David, oh, sheesh, like I'm sissy, I don't argue with no haters, oh, sheesh, if you heard a different story, turn the pages, yeah, holy flow, I'm here to still contagious, Set apart my mind different. Holy flow. I'm set apart my mind different. Holy flow. I'm set apart my mind different. Holy flow. I'm set apart my mind different. Uh. I was just a roller stone, roller spliff and I get stone. Couldn't make up my foundation till I got the cornerstone. I got the keys on my nigga was catalyst. Straight out the mud, I can't bury my talents. Turn with time, I'm a shine like a padded. Give me the offense, I show my daddies. That is a matter of fact. Train up a child, he get back on track. Satan and demons, they like to attack. Put truth in your head and you keep out the cap. No cap. Zone. My guy. Bro, stomp out the eye. Flow, cuando yo danzo. Danzo like David, dance like David. Oh, sheesh. Like I'm sissy, I don't argue with no haters. Oh, sheesh. If you heard a different story, turn the pages. Yeah, holy flow. I'm here to still contagious. I'm bring faith to the faithless. Need a little hope, you should play this. See how we play with the cadence. It's still clearly we communicated. These my sisters, that's the body in the church. Got the gift and it's rap. You can pull up, get the spark, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're back. Man, this is West for Breakfast right here on Quake RYC Praise <laughs> News, where music is therapy. 
man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Got my bro back on the line. Got us. Got him back up and ready. Captain Jay is with us this morning. How you feeling, brother? Doing good. Doing good. Judy's doing better this morning, so I'll be able to get her get, get her off to work. There you go. There you go. Nothing wrong with that at all, especially those leaves. You know, shout out to the jail caps. <laughs> oh, man. But um, I hope y'all are having a great morning out there. Thank you very much once again for your support, listening either to the live show or listening to the recording. Remember, you can catch the uh, show anywhere where they play uh, podcasts, Apple, um, Google, Amazon, um, hey, iHeart. I mean, we're there, so check us out. If we're not on your favorite podcast directory, let us know, and we will correct that. All right? And also, go check out our YouTube channel, um, Quake RYC Praise News. Our shows are also uploaded onto our um, onto our YouTube channels. So, yeah, got all that out of the way. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest on the line. I'm excited to have her here. Harvest, how you doing this morning? Hi, I'm doing good, brother. Good morning, how are you? All right, all right. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. I cannot, uh, can't complain, can't complain. I mean, I can. Got things rolling around in the old nugget, but we all know that God is good and he's going to take care of it all the time, so definitely, man. Um, we're just happy to have you here. We've been listening to your music. Uh, especially last week, we um, we dedicated a lot of the days last week to women of CHH. So we were playing your music and a lot of other uh, women that put it down for Christ. And uh, a lot of your music was the first time that I really had a chance to uh, sit back and really listen to it. And I was like, man, she is she's good. I, I really like it. I really like it. Definitely. Um but I'm not going to jump in since my brother's been gone for a while. I'm going to bow out and let my bro, <laughs> Captain Jay, take the reins for right now. So, Captain Jay, oh. take it over, bro. Oh, first thing in the morning, this is what I start with. <laughs> <laughs> um, good morning. I appreciate you um, doing this this morning. So, um, for those that don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located. Um and um, like how long you've been doing music, that kind of stuff. For those who don't know. Okay, well, yes, my name is Harvest. I go by the name of Harvest, and I am uh, from and still currently located, reside in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area. Um, and I've been doing music, you know, recording music since 2007. 2008 was when uh, me and my, my, my ex-husband put out our first Christian mixtape when MySpace was, you know, bumping, right? Mm-hmm. That was my first release mixtape. That was my first time in the studio, in the booth. Um, and so, you know, from then, you know, putting out music, uh, I was with a group, a couple of groups. And um, in July of 2022, when I released and I went independent solo 
released my first independent joint, and since then I've been just releasing singles, and I'm currently working on my my first debut solo independent album, which will be hopefully released uh, either in August or September of this year. And so, uh, yeah, I've been doing music off and on since 2007-2008, but of course, I've been loving music and singing five, I guess, you know, in the church, off and on in the church. So music has always been one of my first, my first love. Gotcha, yeah. So, so yeah, so um, this, this stuff you got currently out is, it's not, you're, you're not um, new to the game of doing music. So you can definitely, I've watched a couple of videos and listened to them, like you definitely have that skill that, that it's not just, you're just coming up in the game. You've been doing it for like 15 years, it sounds like, 16 years. Um, so I watched um, the video. Was it um, in love video? Um, tell us a little about that, that video, like the video shoot um, where we're shot at. There's any odd stories. There's always stories with that kind of stuff. And then who's in the video with you? Well, yes, in love with my debut solo independent single. And I mean, the video itself uh, and the song was birthed. And the vision for the song was birthed during that transition of my life. And it's really a testimony from where I was at uh, in in that season of my life. Where God, you know, sometimes even though we know as believers that God loves us, you know, he's a great God, he loves us. Sometimes the storms of life, the trials, tribulations, the enemy will come in and throw, you know, picks our way and curveballs our way to make us, you know, we're not on it, doubt that God's love for us because of what we're going through, right? And so I was, you know, in a season of my life where, where that was going on, transition. And the Lord Himself took me on a journey in His Word and through His Spirit and just with my relationship with Him to show me that regardless of what I was going through at the time of my life, that His love was unchanging, unfailing. And, you know, if we draw nigh to Him, He draws nigh to us, etc. So spiritually, that was, that's where that song was birthed from. And, um, with the video itself, three of the, the three other people in the video were my, my children. I have four children. Uh, my oldest is 21. My baby is uh, almost 15, 14. So three of my children were in the video with me. Uh, my videographer, Pete, uh, of 2902 Media, I love him. You know, you just tell him, give him a song. He, he, he'll, he'll create the treatment for the video and, and help you walk you through the process of creatively bringing your vision, the past on the screen so i love working with him since the lord uh, sent him my way i'm loyal i don't work with any other videographer because he's just able to 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 bring your songs to life and so the video was shot at a peer space a peer space location i believe um and with peer space you know you're able to pretty much uh, reserve a book any venue based on the venue the, the vision you have for that uh be it a photo shoot or a video shoot. And so the video shot is pure space in the DFW area. Um, and I just had a great time. You know, my children were in the video rocking with me. Um, the different things of the video was fun, um, vibrant, and I really think that the video really encompassed and depicted and displayed the, the heart, the vision, and the love behind the song that God gave me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was there. I watched uh, last night, and I, I put, pulled a page out of uh, Orlando's amateur soccer book that he has been working on. <laughs> <laughs> Got one. Got one. <laughs> I was like, I was watching. So I was watching. Um, then I saw like yesterday he had posted something about um, like your, your daughter. I'm guessing she's your youngest. Is it Abby? Abby, that's going for um, Miss North Texas team. Yes, yes, it's her first pageant, actually. Is it? What? Yeah, it, it, it's her first pageant, so of course me and my family are excited. It's and and it's Miss a North American Miss pageant. Uh, for those who are not really familiar with it, it's not a pageant of traditional sense, quote unquote beauty pageant. It's not that at all. It's, they, they base the winners, uh, they judge the winners on their character, their confidence, their poise, their interview skills, and community service, right? So that's kind of what sets this apart to me in my mind when the opportunity, when she was nominated by someone, someone nominated her anonymously to even uh, enter. And I was like, okay, wow, I did research on the pageant. We went through a couple of the training sessions and information sessions. When I saw what it's about, um, and also sisterhood and, and unity. Um, when I saw what it's about, uh, it, it, the pageant itself stood out to me. So I was so excited that she qualified to, to compete um, on the state level. And so, uh, yeah, she's 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 going for it. And and I pray that you know if it's God's will, you know she'll have favor and she'll make it and, and win state, and we can hopefully go to the nationals in Florida in November. <laughs> I think it's November. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just, it's good to see that they're self qualifying, like to qualify for those based on community service and and you know that kind of stuff, not just you know an appearance thing. That there's a character involved, and the kids need that these days, you know, to have that. Um, I got one more question. It's gonna be the odd question um, that I have to always throw in there. Um, let's see, and it shows what's for breakfast. So. Or when you have a beverage, do you go with coffee, uh, milk, or orange juice, or neither, or none, I guess be none? Usually it's going to be coffee. Coffee. Straight, Out of those straight. three options. <laughs> uh, black, or do you use like, sugar and cream and make it non-coffee like I do? Sugar and cream, I can't do black coffee. <laughs> Neither can I. Uh, if you're not having coffee, you're having cream or the hint of coffee. That's how I like my coffee. <laughs> Man, y'all some wimps. Come on now. Stick with the black coffee. Let's go. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> um, awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, um, I'm just so proud over here, man. I'm like a, I'm sitting here like a proud papa. You know, when when I bring people into the amateur stalking phase of their life, it's just such a wonderful feeling, you know, to know that people are following in your footsteps of being an amateur stalker. So, uh, salute to you, Captain Jay. I'm proud of you, brother. I learned from the. I'm telling you, people, people are going to start taking me seriously, and I'm going I'm to let them do it, too. I'm going to let them do it. I'm going to start a group, but no, nah, maybe I shouldn't. Some real stalkers will start jumping up in that group. 
Um, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, just to let y'all know, uh, we're sitting down with Harvest right here on What's for Breakfast, having a great time and chopping it up a little bit. Um, and once again, congratulations with your daughter, and I hope she has a lot of success, um, you know, with the pageant and everything. So definitely uh, congratulations with that. Um, what I want to do is I want to jump into some some of your music here. Since we have you here, I want to jump into some of your music. Um, you have a song here called uh, Midnight. Let the folks know a little bit more about uh, Midnight and where you were mentally when you were writing this, and then we're going to jump into it, and then we'll come back. Okay, well, well Midnight was actually a, a, a collaboration feature a song with my brother, um, uh, Lion the Don, Dan Lion the Don. And so, um, you know, he reached out to me and told me the vision for the song. And, you know, the Lord, he gave me the song. And pretty much the, the main uh, theme of the song is, is it's about what do you do in the midnight hour when you're at your lowest low? when you're at your deepest valley, who do you call on, right? Um, where you're at a place, you know, that you know you shouldn't be. Um, if you know God or if you don't know God, right? Who do you call on? The Lord himself, we call on God in the midnight hour. And so um, with my verse on there, I wrote it from the perspective of, of two different individuals, a male and or female. Um, one that was in a lifestyle of, let's say, uh, a woman of the night, strip club, you know, in that type of lifestyle. And, you know, things turned for the worse, right? Mm. At that moment, she called on Jesus and he saved her. Then I wrote the second part from the perspective of a guy who was also in a lifestyle of selling drugs, you know, uh, criminal activity on the streets. And at his worst, when his life was on the line, both both of these individuals, when their life was on the line, they knew who to call on. You know, so, and, and that's in the midnight hour. It's the darkest place, it's the darkest hour. You can always call on the Lord. You know, you know where your help comes from. You know who can save you when no one else can. It's Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So that's what the, that my verse on that song was wrote from that that perspective. Um, I wanted to show individuals um, that regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of where you've been, and regardless of where you go, um, there's no other help. Amen. Amen. You know, there's no other help that you can call on but him, especially when you get into that, especially if you're in that place, that darkest, and we all have been there at some point in our life. You know, you might not have, you know, been there with, you know, being on the streets or um, stripping or selling drugs or anything of that nature, right? Who told you, you know, about my stripping but days? Always, huh? Who told you about my stripping days? Captain J, you been oh talking? No, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, brother, well, in that case... <laughs> You understand? <laughs> <laughs> you understand the dynamic of it? So I mean, you know, and and in and, and both of the ver I mean, both aspects of the verses, you know, it just starts off with them being that lifestyle, 
And again, think that the, the enemy a lot of times, you know, he don't tell you the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, he he gets you caught up in glitching glam or fast money or just, you know, the fame, whatever you're looking for to quench your desire at the time. You get caught up in that web and that cycle. Mm-hmm. You don't understand, uh, you know, the end, the end that'll come from that and, and, and what he's really trying to do and destroy your life, et cetera. And so when it got to that end, to that head, you know, in their life, where their life physically and spiritually was definitely on the line, they fell to their knees and called on Jesus, the Lord, to save them in that midnight hour. Mm-hmm. You know, so regardless of if your midnight hour is depression, your midnight hour is homelessness, your midnight hour is not having enough money to pay your bills or your rent, and you think, you know, your electric's going to get cut off. Or losing a loved one is your midnight hour. We all have been through something in our life that we would coin or call our midnight hour. Yeah. And the Lord had to come in and, and pull us up out of that muck and mire, up out of that dark place, and and, and, and bring us into to, to, to mourning, you know, Amen. Into our daytime hour. So right. That's right. what that was based on, brother. All right. All right. So we're going to jump into this uh, track here, ladies and gentlemen. Then when we get back, we're going to chop it up a little bit more. We'll harvest right here on What's for Breakfast on Quake, RYC Praise News. Let's get it. Rain on me the midday. What will I Late night, she be working. Gotta line up them racks, she be stacking. At the club, so the bag, she be chasing. She made a promise to herself that she never go lacking. And then it happened, she was beating the for dead at midnight. So she tried her very best to put up a fight. So she prayed to the Lord, and he heard her cry. Someone found her just in time, her life was dead at midnight, she cried in the beans, he be serving, pounds and keys, yeah, them birds, he be flying, keep the plug so you know he big time fooling, winning at the game and don't plan on losing, but then this happened, them bullets flew through the trap at midnight, but there wasn't anywhere for him to hide, but he prayed to the Lord and he heard his cry, and saw a way to escape, his life was saved at To the club, dancing with the females, getting drunk, doing things that I know that I shouldn't be doing. Smoking down, black and mouth, smoking down, we on uh, doing all these things. But I knew I had to give it to the Lord, cause I knew that I couldn't keep living that life. Cause if I did, I would've be dead and gone, cause there was no other way around the fact that the Lord knew that he had to come save my life. Cause I know that I couldn't go around and in the way I was sinning cause I was thinking that what I was doing was okay but the Lord told me what I was doing was not okay that if I kept doing it I would be going down when it's all said and done said and done late night she be working gotta line up them racks she be stacking at the club so the bag she be chasing she made a promise to herself that she never go lack 
them birds, he be flying. Keep the plug so you know he big time fooling. Winning at the game and don't plan on losing, but then it's happened. Them bullets flew through the trap at midnight. But there wasn't anywhere for him to hide. But he prayed to the Lord and he heard his cry. And saw a way to escape. His life was saved at midnight. Even during the midnight hours, you can still be changed by the Lord, Lord Jesus. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, yes, 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 that was uh, Midnight by Roaring Lion, the Don, featuring Harvest, so uh, yeah, man, yeah, 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 liked your part on there, definitely enjoyed that, definitely enjoyed that. Um, so once again, we're back with What's for Breakfast right here on Quake RYC Praise News with Music is Therapy. We have uh, Captain J and myself, Orlando Presents, and we're sitting down with Harvest. Man, uh, like always, the phone lines are open 804 286 2096. That's 804 286 2096. Um, with you being in the industry as long as you've uh, been in it. And I'd, I'd hate to ask the same question that other people would probably ask you. But between the time that you started and now, what differences have you seen far as like with women in CHH and women um, doing what you're doing, so especially independent, you know, artists from the time that you started to now? Man, I mean, I was, and this causes over to just, CHH in general, and when I started and recorded my first song, it was in the booth with the mixtape, you know, there was CHH, and you know, I knew some of the CHH rappers, and very few, you know, women were on the scene at the time, for sure, but since then, it's just been a flood, you know, so many more dope women CHH have come to the forefront and are doing their thing, you know, for the kingdom, um, so yeah, things have definitely changed, I think. We have more of a platform now, um, definitely. It's more of us that have come, you know, from the backside of the round to just been come come to the fore. We've come to the forefront, and we are, are understandably, boldly proclaiming, you know, the love of Christ, you know, to the world and to the masses with, with CHH and with our music. So I, I'm enjoying it. You know, I really am. I enjoy uh, listening to my sisters do their thing. Um, so much so, you know, um, I'm actually on tour now with a group of my, my sisters here from the DFW area called the Female CHH Empowerment Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a summer tour. And so we came together and, you know, we're, we're pretty much uh, traveling throughout Texas and, and, and out of state, you know, also um, spreading the love of Christ, shining the light of Christ, um, spreading the message of empowerment, not from the world's standpoint of sense. I have to always try to break that down. A lot of times when you're empowerment and female, it, it, it can be a negative connotation because, you know, there's a lot of things that the world has used that, that word and coined that terminology um, with, you know, some things that are definitely untoward and not scriptural. But what we're doing and what we're preaching is from the scripture in regards to an empowerment of the Holy Spirit himself, you know, 
all of us are empowered and endowed through the Holy Spirit to 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 love God to be all that He's called us to be to fulfill His mission to fulfill the purpose and destiny that He has on our lives. You know, we can't do it. Satan will tell you you can't do it. You're not that. You can't do that. You know, but no, God says you can do it because He's given you everything within you to do that. Greater is He that's within me than He that is within the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So we all as believers are empowered to walk up right before God. We are empowered to love God. We are empowered to 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 be a light, to be a witness. We are empowered to to fulfill whatever mission and purpose God has set and has called us to. We can because He's within us. And so we're spreading that message and we also want to expand the platform and the brand for CH eight and female CH eight to a lot of areas and people who are unfamiliar with it because I will say this, what I've learned and if we've been going even on that journey, is that there's a lot of people who they might know that that, you know, rap, but a lot still don't know about Christian hip hop or rap. And then even more are unfamiliar with females. They're like, Oh, we didn't know females were C H A charters, we didn't know females rap about God. <laughs> so you'd be surprised how many, yes, you'd be surprised how many people in the church, you know, specifically are not aware that there's female CHA rappers out there. And so we're also trying to expand that platform and brand and just let people know, yeah, there are some women we're out here doing our thing too for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, it, it amazes me on how how people don't, you know, still don't know about a lot of female CHH um, MCs that are out there doing it for Christ. So that that really um, amazes me. But I'm happy that you all are getting together and you're going out and you're ministering and you're, you know, showing proof that um, you all can do it as well. You know, not just sitting in the back wings waiting, but taking the reins and going out there and doing it for, you know, doing it for Christ. And that's what it's all about. So shout out to y'all for that. Um, so do you have a, what's the next city that you're going to, uh, that you're going to be performing in? Uh, Tyler, Texas on July the 8th, July the 8th, Tyler, Texas, we will be at Praise of the Park. And it's actually a tour date. So, um, me and the ladies, the female CHH Empowerment Tour, we bring in the tour there. We're one of the headliners of the tour. So, we will be there at Praising the Park in Tyler, Texas, at Birdfield Park. Um, and there's going to be some other divisions there in the lineup to other artists, not just uh, CHH artists, but singers, bands, et cetera. Um, so, uh, that's probably about two hours outside of the DFW Dallas area. Um, it's considered East Texas, I believe. So, um, but yeah, that's Tyler, Texas, July 8th, and I believe it starts at 6 o'clock, and that's Praise in the Park. All right, all right. Cool, cool. So where did your love for music come from? Um, is your family musically inclined, or where, where did the love for music come from? Yeah, my mother, she sings, I mean, you know, She's never recorded, you know, an actual studio song, but, I mean, I've been growing up listening to her sing straight out the womb, you know, in the church and even out the church. I mean, music was constantly on in my house. She, I mean, music just filled 
our house 24-7. I mean, from her cleaning, from her getting up, from her relaxing, just music, music engulfed my house. My uncle sings. So her and my uncle, my, my her youngest brother, they sing. My grandfather sings. Mm. Um, yeah, so music has always been heavy. My grandmother, my, my I'm sorry, my great-grandmother, who uh, helped raise me with my mother, um, I mean, if you guys remember those big uh, floor model stereos? Yeah, yeah. That looked yeah. like dressers, right? You know, mm-hmm. that you would play the actual vinyl records in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's my telling my age, but or my great grandmother's age. You know, she would play her vinyl. She had vinyl records. And I, I mean, she would put on Mahalia Jackson. You know, that was one of her favorite mm. artists. And she was born in 1917, my great-grandmother. So, you know, she's seen a lot and experienced a lot. And when it comes to music, she's seen the, the atmosphere, you know, and, and music change throughout the years. But um, Mahalia Jackson was actually her favorite artist, and I grew up listening to her, play her and other individuals, old hymns and um you know, the Clark sisters, too, when they came on the scene. There's a lot of, uh, and Aretha Franklin, you know. and just I grew up listening to a, a lot of different forms of music in my early years. Um, so I was exposed to a lot of different genres as well. And I think that, that helped form my love for music because I just love music. And, you know, what better way to praise and worship the Lord than to love, you know. And so I've never done secular music, you know. I've always done gospel, Hmm. Christian music. And so I I just, when it comes to stuff like that, I don't think there's no other music that can actually heal and impact people's lives. You know, even though the secular music, you know, it's good and it can make you feel good, you know, maybe at that time or whatever that you're listening to it. And there's a lot of artists that I do definitely respect the work they put in, their craft and their gifts, per se, right, that are just cold, you know. But when you listen to the, the, the words, it, it doesn't have the word of life in it. And so that, to me, sets apart CHH and gospel and Christian from the non-CHH and non-gospel and Christian what we have is not just something to make you feel good, right? Not just something to make you bob your head and even maybe want to dance or, you know, raise your hands in the air. You're actually getting ministered to your spirit, your soul. Um, you're actually learning about God. You're actually um, being delivered, I would hope, and set free. You're actually being empowered, you know. Um, it's actually hopefully also bringing you closer to the Lord in some form of fashion, right? And there's no other music that does that right. because of what we're, we're doing. Our music is literally the word of God, the word of life on track, you know? So, um, yeah, my family, you know, been heavy also in and out the church throughout my life. And so I was exposed to choirs. I mean, I sung in the choir for years, you know. Mm. I, I would say that was like my training ground. <laughs> I think if you, you try, if if you ever sing in a choir or on any type of team in the church, you are you are being trained 
to be a recording artist, even if you never <laughs> recorded with the choir. Because of the training you have to go through, oh my gosh, you know, it's depending on the choir, it could be tedious. Literally, you, you learn teamwork, you learn humility. If you're not humble, you, you're going to be, by the time you're done, the, the choir director and the musicians and the bands are done with you because regardless of how good you think you can sing, Nine times out of ten, the other people on that choir just think just as good as you or better. Yeah. They don't come in there being prideful, yeah. thinking that you're gonna. No, no, no. You're gonna be humble. You're gonna learn how to work with the team because it's not about you. You're not a solo artist, even though you might lead some songs or you know a solo. If you're singing with the choir, it's not about you. It's about the collective. It's about unity. It's about y'all working together. You know, uh, doing your parts to make the song come come about. It's about you following. Also, you know, learning how to follow. You can't lead unless you learn how to, you know how to follow. And so, it's so many different uh, things in regards to singing with a choir or a group, a collective. I think that helps us as artists individually uh, grow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that I. To me, that 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 was priceless. My experience from singing with choirs uh, was just actually priceless in my development as an artist that I as an artist that I am today. Amen. Definitely. Amen. Amen. And I'm sorry, y'all. I know that you asked me one question. Nah, you <laughs> fine. I know that's probably a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're fine. You're fine. Definitely. <laughs>
they have a great vision uh, that they believe God has given them, right, that they, they want to do, but they either don't have the skill set, the knowledge, or the help, or the money, or the team to bring it to pass. So a lot of times, they never see it come to fruition sometimes, or not to, not on the level that God has maybe called them or put in their heart for, for it to come. And so what I try to do, what I love doing is helping them, you know, whatever form of fashion that I can, right, whatever skill that I have that I can bring to the table for my experience and for my education and whatever, mm-hmm. to help them do that. Um, you know, for instance, I'm working right now with uh, Miss Yoli, of Stillwater, uh, of Tech for Heroes. She has a nonprofit organization that's catering to a military veteran, um, specifically those who I think served in the World War II era, but mm. all military veterans who, who uh, don't have the knowledge, skill set, or technology, or uh, technology know-how to function in this modern day and age. You know, they don't have a computer. They don't know how to work any of the technology. And so there's programs out there that will help them learn how to get caught up to speed with, with living and functioning in this modern day and age, right? And she's planning an event now with the organization, a fundraiser that's going to be in November. And she's raising money to help those veterans who might even live in rural areas too, specifically, who don't have access, get access to computers, to phones, you know, just things to help them, you know, uh, actually. Uh, communicate because now you know let's face it with this current culture where we're at now you can't really communicate unless you know how to, to move online in some form of fashion know how to work a cell phone know how to go on the computer you know and if you're in a rural area and you don't have access to these things you're really at a disadvantage especially if you're older and you might have other issues from being an ex-military vet you know if you served wartime there's just so much that comes with that so I'm, I'm really enjoying working with her and her non for her ministry with that. And so I'm helping her with that. I've also helped, you know, other individuals on, on some of the projects that they have. So that's what I would be focused more on. If I wasn't an artist, I would be focused on helping other artists um, and other creatives and other leaders and ministers bring their vision to pass. Um, you know, even with Harvesters Music, you know, that's something that I'm working on right now as well with building that, um, helping, hopefully, if God's willing to say so, the same other female artists, you know, grow and develop as an artist and, and have a platform, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, it's just not a lot, you know, that have come to the forefront uh, like I would like. You know, we could say arguably that Lecrae and 116 is probably, I guess you could say, depending on your top kids, at the top of, of the CHH game. You know, <laughs> um, we can say that arguably, right? You know, that's, yeah. that could be up for debate. Yeah. But there's not many female artists we can put in that same box, right? True. There's a lot of female CHH artists out there doing their thing, but do we have any that we could say that has reached the level as quote-unquote Lecrae has reached? Um, there's none. That I can think of. There's only, say, I would, I would say probably on. Pardon me, <coughs> excuse me. I would say that um, Angie Rose is starting to reach that level. She's not quite yet there, there, but a lot of people know 
you know, Angie Rose j just as much as they may know of uh, uh, Lecrae. That's true. You know, she's been doing it a long, long time. Yeah. And so I I agree. You know, there's a lot of people that know her. But, and, and like you mentioned, she's definitely, you know, coming more so to the forefront. But, you know, I, I just, I look to see the day that she will be or someone will be on the same. Right. You know, where she would reach that same level. Um, Lecrae's won a Grammy, you know, which is awesome. And kudos to him. I would love to see a female CHH artist win one as well. You know, yeah. I think him winning that Grammy also put him, you know, in platform and spheres with people that didn't even know about CHH. They now know about it, right? right. Because of him winning the Grammy. So I would love to see a female CHH artist get to that level as well, or at least be mentioned or nominated to let people know, hey, those who might not know of Angie Rose, but they know of Lecrae, hey, there's female artists out here doing the same thing. So that's, that's something I would love to help do or just, you know, open the doors for those CHH young women who might be in a church that, and I'm hearing stories, I, I, I have brothers and sisters and sisters that talk about this testimony as well. There's still a lot of churches and denominations that um, look down on Christian hip-hop and they think it's of the devil. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's people that are going to churches who love rap, know they have a gift for it, um, and this is what they want to do. They want to use the gift of rap and hip-hop for the kingdom, but their pastor's telling them, no, it's not of God. So mm. they're at a crossroads. There's a quick, you know, they're, you know, in, in that place. So I, I would love to, to, to work with, you know, a, a young woman, you know, that's in that place where I can, you know, show her, hopefully scripturally, that no, it is of God, you know, and just maybe bring her, you know, to a place where she's free to use her gifts um, of rap for the kingdom and just hopefully maybe give her a platform as well to grow yeah. as an artist to be all that God has called her to be. I would actually love to see an all-female um, all label. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's cool that, you know, that the Reach Records and the God Over Money and these other labels are actually signing women and that's fine and that's cool and a lot of the women that they sign are are dope you know one day um ai the anomaly um angie rose uh i mean they're miss tiffany there's a lot of you know dope female artists harvest you know a lot of <laughs> a lot of dope female artists out there but i haven't seen yet a female artist take the reins and start being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to head this and we're going to have, and it doesn't have to be strictly all women, but majority women, just like majority labels or majority men. Yes, that's true. That's true. And, you know, you you, you hit the nail right on. That That is actually, of course, I, I would love to find some dope men as well, but it's the, the core and the heart of the vision for Harvest Music is to to help women, my sisters, you know, uh, to hopefully find some, some other dope female artists um, that want a platform and want to grow and develop as an artist and just want to build. So, yeah, that that would be super dope to be able to do that. You know, if God's willing to say so the same, 
I would hope Harvest Your Music will be the first majority female label. Yeah. And you'll, I mean, you'll be out back at the show soon with us talking about that more in depth, maybe. Yeah. But um, I do have a question, and I do have a conversation. Even Captain J, you know, I want you to jump in on this. But um, I actually have a couple of them, but the time is going to get away from us, and I know all of us have to skedaddle and do something, but <laughs> go to work, do something. But um, the, question, the question is, and I don't want anybody out there to listen to this question and get it wrong and start – writing in death threats or anything of that nature but it's a serious question it's something that um a lot of us don't discuss even on different shows we don't talk about it do you think the main reason why a lot of females aren't where they are is because they have more of a um, prominent role in the household so they're not able to get away and do some of the things that some of their counterparts are able to do? Yes, a thousand percent. I'm a witness. Mm. You know, I have four children and an ex-husband, and, you know, I was at home with them for some of those years, and even after leaving the house with them and going back to work, you know, working outside the home, it's a lot. You know, when you have a family, you have children, um, and, and I guess it depends on the dynamic of your house, you know, some, you know, fathers are more hands-on and, and the wives are more out, but that's not the traditional dynamic, right? You know, us as mothers, we're nurturers naturally, usually, and, and we want to be there for our children. We want to be on field trips. We want to be at PTA meetings, you know. I served on the PTA board, you know, for years. So stuff like that. I was at field trips, especially when I was at home with them and working from home. And it's, it's hard, you know, especially when they're small, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, I was I was not able to do a lot, you know, at all when my children were small. And the reason why I am free to do more now is because my children are older. My baby is almost 15. They're not um, dependent on me like they were, you know. Um, they're so independent now, you know. I can go to an event without them and leave them and they're good. You know, they don't have to wait. They don't have to worry about or wait on mommy to cook for them and make them food for the most part, right? Um, they don't need a babysitter, right? They can mm. stay here. My oldest is 21. So I'm at a place in a season in my life to where, um, you know, I'm free to do that. And even if I was still married with my husband, we both would be at that season where we can leave our children here. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when they were younger, I think if you're a single mother, it makes it a lot harder if you have kids. Right. Because you have, you don't have that help, that spousal support, unless you have someone to keep your children for you, a grandmother or daycare, you know, but still that, that's just an extra, you know, hurdles that some, some of us is just hard for us to get through to, to do our ministry or do the other things that God has called us to do. So yeah, I, I agree that that definitely, um, I think, is an issue, I think, as to why we might not see as many women, um, you know, come into the scene, you know, because of where they're in their life, if they have a family, you know, even if they don't have children, but they have a family, let's say they're married, depending on the dynamics of their, their marriage and their household, 
you know, they might be needed more at the house at that time in their season, you know, of their life. So, yeah, it, it makes it hard as females because of that. And I think a lot of times that adds to um, that adds to a lot of women's uh, – I'm not going to say I'm trying to word it the right way without somebody taking offense to it, but um, I think that adds a lot of anguish and a lot of resentment sometimes in some females because it's like, okay – I understand that, yes, I am the nurturer, I'm, I'm the woman at home, I'm looked at, the woman is looked at to be at home and take care of the kids, things of that nature, but God wouldn't have put this talent or this vision within me if it wasn't meant to be nurtured and be able to go out and do certain things, X, Y, Z. So he would also make a way, okay, that's what, okay. So he would also make a way for that to happen as well. But if you unfortunately come across a situation where you're being held back or stalled out, I think that's why a lot of not only women, but a lot of men walk around with a quote-unquote chip on their shoulders because something's not being nurtured. You know, something that they really may want to do or may you know feel like this is my calling to do this is not being nurtured what do y'all think about that i well i agree as well because i struggled with that not so much the music when they and i started doing music together when we had our group we were husband and wife duo group dhs duo group um you know, for the most part, when we started, you know, I, because of the dynamic and, you know, the way our house was set up at the time, and my kids were so small, and, you know, they were so small, I wasn't able to do a lot, you know, as much as he was able to do. And and, and there were times where I felt like, you know, that's not fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I, you know, I understand, and there's been, yeah, a lot of times I feel, okay, this is not fair. We need to work out something, but we both can be free, right? As they got a little bit older, we were able to be free up, you know, to where we both, you know, we went and performed, ministered, you know, we were both, you know, everywhere. But that was not so in the beginning. And so, you know, I, I totally feel that because I struggled with that as well. Um, I think because of the way, I guess it depends on the individual, the doctrine they ascribe to, and just how deep they want to go into that. I'm glad you even brought this question to the forefront. It's something you don't hear a lot of people talk about, like you mentioned. The the, the roles, you know, the the gender roles in the home, Mm -hmm. you know, we know God has an order according to the scripture, right? But when it comes to um, the, your ministry and your gifts and talents, you know, there's neither male nor female. So the same Holy Spirit that's within the man is also within the woman. And whatever gifts that he's placed within her, uh, she should be free to use those. And I just think it's, it's, it's hard when, when there's, you know, a family and so many different moving pieces. Um, 
and I think it's just optimal for both sides that they work together. You know, yeah. if, if if the man is in the home, then he works with his wife to ensure that she's not uh, feeling like her voice is not heard or her ministry is not being nurtured. You know, we got to get you on a part two because I I do and I apologize. I do want to interrupt you real quick because of what you just said. Just just struck something. And it popped it into my head when you said that the man and the woman has to work together. So does that go back into scripture from the beginning, talking about man and women being equally yoked? Yeah, that's I love this conversation. I love my <laughs> interviews because we always I love when I because we always able to go deeper into the word and scripture. Yes. You know, equally yoked. And when I got married, brother, I thought, I didn't know. I grew up in a small church world and Baptist, missionary Baptist church, okay? And so I was taught originally that equally yoked just means faith. As long mm. as he loved the Lord, he in church. As long as he go to church every Sunday, he, he didn't say the prayer of salvation. Mm. Y'all equally yoked. Don't marry no sinner. <laughs> you know, don't marry no person who worships the devil or or in another faith, as long as he's a faith, a Christian, and in the church, and steps to the prayer of salvation, you equally yoke. But I've learned that that is not, I, I think it's so much more to that. Yeah, they should be a believer. They should love the Lord. They should be faithful mm-hmm. to God. But it's more than that, I believe, personally, when, when the Apostle Paul talks about being equally yoked. Um, there's so many more layers to that. Yes. You know, where, where do y'all stand on the vision for children? Mm. Where do you stand on your doctrinal theological views? Because there's so many. Because you have to break down. Yes. I mean, Uh, because you have to break down each each ministry. Because like like you're always being taught, especially being an artist, that your first ministry is your home. But then before you got married, your first ministry was yourself. So if you know what God blessed you with for us with your gifts and talents and you and your significant other never had that conversation, you really don't understand and know what their gifts are. He doesn't understand what your gifts are, and he doesn't know the trajectory of where you believe that God is sending both of y'all together. Amen. That's right. And where you're at on that, you have to be equally yoked with understanding that about each other and come into agreement I think preferably before marriage because if not that could cause I think a whole lot of issues if you don't even have these conversations right mm-hmm. you don't even have these discussions um, I think a lot of times when we get married depending on you know how old you are you don't even fully know yourself fully all that God has placed within you or you don't even know fully uh, the vision for your life. You're still learning as a young Christian, right? But, you know, if you've gotten married, as, as you develop and grow in God, and these things come to the forefront, and He reveals to you everything that He set before you, those are conversations that need to be had with your significant others you've already married. And I think if you are walking together and you're, you're both trying to be one and become one and walk in unity and in love and, uh, being equally yoked, I think your husband, if you're a, a woman, will work with you, you know, um, with that, you know, and vice versa, you know, vice versa. You should work together 
to bring about the vision uh, that God has set upon your lives. And it shouldn't be any dissension, any conflict if you're working together. Because how can two walk together unless they agree? Mm. You know, that's one of my favorite scriptures because there's so many divisions in the home, in the house. There's division in the church. There's just division in this world because there's a lack of agreement on so many different things. Um, and we wonder why things aren't working. Okay, we wonder why churches split. We wonder why marriages fail. We wonder why organizations uh, are split up. We wonder why labels too you know since we're talking about music labels mm -hmm. you know fall and and break up you look know, at gavi gavi from uh reach records all that he was going through and things of that nature them having to separate themselves from him because of what he was going through in his personal life yeah i mean <laughs> and that that's kind of that's kind of, I, I do believe sometimes we have to separate, you know what I'm saying, depending on where a person is at. Um, because I'll, I'll say this transparent moment, one of the groups me and my husband was with, that we actually formed the BFW Light, um, and it was a unification movement here uh, that we formed, we organized a couple of years ago. Um, and the mission and vision was to spread unity and to unify the body of Christ. And it, we came together with other creatives, you know, ministers, artists, et cetera. And we worked on projects. We were working on documentary. We have actually quite a few songs that are out there now on various platforms. Um, and God was really using us in the movement. I mean, we were getting major traction. And there was an anointing, I really believe, on what we were doing. You know, anyone that's seen us, experienced us, uh, we dealt with in ministry. We also did a lot of outreach as well. But, you know, some things happened within the organization where we had to separate. Um, and ultimately it led to the, the organization being dissolved. So the same thing that we were preaching and trying to minister to, the same vision that God gave, the mission he had set before us, to, to build and to unify the body of Christ. The enemy came in cause division and ultimately is disbanded right so like we like this I, I like to say the enemy would definitely test your quote-unquote your gangster that's that's a mm -hmm. term that we say claim mm -hmm. you know your, your your grand proclamation your profession right mm -hmm. you're saying that you're going to do this and god has called you to do this you don't think that the enemy is going to come in and test that <laughs> like he came to god and told him okay what about your servant job have you considered job Okay, he will come to God and say, well, what about harvest? Have you considered harvest and what she's doing? Let me, I, I bet you if I do this and that, she will curse you or she, she'll deny you, right? Mm -hmm. This is the enemy's attack, you know, his, his devices. This is what he does. So we have to be, I think, as a body of Christ, wise of the enemy and his, his plan, his devices when it comes especially to um, division in, in, in organizations and in ministry. Know that Anytime you want to unify or bring people together for the, the kingdom, the enemy is going to do everything in his power to cause division because he knows that uh, unity, he knows that God has called the body of Christ to unity. And if we come together and unify and walk on one accord, you know, 
and 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 be equally yoked, walk on one one accord with each other. There's nothing we can't do for God and for His kingdom. Um, but if He comes in and bring any type of division, you know, and we're not able to do that, He knows that He got us. And so, I do believe sometimes we have to separate from certain people depending on what's going on with them in their lives spiritually, especially if there's. And I don't know the whole background of what happened with uh, Gabi, but I did see some things, you know, online. Um, so I don't want to, I guess, speak on because I don't know everything right. that happened. Yeah. But, you know, if it, if, if it was true, you know, um, some of the things I read, I do believe that if people are, if you're a minister, regardless of what you think or feel, if you are ministering even just in rap or singing, you're speaking about the word to people you are ministering. Okay, you don't have to be a pastor behind a pulpit. You are a minister. If you are called to do this, know that you are called to a higher standard. You might think you're not. The reality of it is you are called to a higher standard than those that are not. Right. You know, God is not expecting Joe Blow at the you know on the street corner. Uh, he's not maybe not calling into the same standard he's calling Harvest to. Why? Because I'm I'm behind this mic putting out music, you know, professing the kingdom, professing, you know, that I'm a follower of Christ. So my life is not my own. You know, all Christians really, if you look at the scripture. But specifically, if you're called to any form of ministry, we got to know that when you accept this walk, you threw away your own wants, your own life, your own desires. You, you, got, you got to rise to the occasion. And do everything that's within you to walk a life that's upright before God, because people, more people are looking at you than they than Joe Blow. There's people, more people following me maybe than Joe Blow in the corner, watching Harvest on social media. You know, watching how I move, watching and trying to see if my life is gonna add up to what I'm preaching about in my song, or if I'm quote unquote a hypocrite. And it, and it matters. Because at the end of the day, sometimes the only Bible a person will read, brother, is what they see from Harvest, what right. they hear from Harvest preaching about. They might not ever step foot in the church, yeah. but they might come to an event that a friend invited them to where Harvest is on the lineup. They might get a chance to meet and talk to Harvest. What do you think they would think if they meet and talk to Harvest, hear me perform, then afterwards, you know, meet and talk to me? hug me, take my hand, get an autograph, merch, whatever, right? And then if they go to their car or they go somewhere else, they see Harvest, let's say, hypothetically, come out of a motel room with a man that's not my husband. Mm -hmm. How do you think that would look to a person who's a baby in Christ who might not even yet have accepted Christ? But people are seeing this every day from leaders, pastors, and preachers, and ministers, women and men of God, that's in their churches and in organizations, they're seeing people do this, and some of them are, aren't even hiding it. They're not even ashamed to even hide it, as if, you know. And so that, to me, with that being said, I think if you're a leader or you're, you know, in ministry and you have a platform like God, you have, right? Again, I don't know all the dynamics, but I, I believe I just believe that Reese probably came to him because I read, I think, something Lecrae or yeah. the representatives of the label said that they came to him 
multiple times about some of these things. Yep. And there was evidently no repentance. That's the thing. It's 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 about repentance. I think at the end of the day, we all are flawed. You know, none of us is perfect. None of us are. You know, so we fall. Like King David said, a good man falls. I think seven times and gets back up again. I think that was King David said. You know, it's not about the fall. It's not about the fall. We're gonna fall. We're gonna sin. We're gonna mess up because we're in this flesh. It's about how do you react and respond to your fall. Do you get back up? Do you repent? You know, and and take the walk through that process, especially if you're in an organization um, like that and like I was in. You have to walk through that process, you know, to be restored. If you're not willing to do that, that's a problem. That's an indictment. I think first of all on your relationship with Christ, where you're at in your relationship with Christ, that's an indictment. If you're not willing. So repent at that time and walk through the process, considering it's not about you. It's about the kingdom. It's about God's people, right? Amen. Um, number two, you know, if you're not willing to walk through the process and the, the other leaders have come to you to try to restore you in love, to allow you time to walk through the process and maybe make you sit down for a while, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to where you can get back, right? You mm-hmm. know, where you need to be with God before they give you another platform, get behind the mic again. Walk through that process. Don't be so prideful to where you take the stance, well, I don't have to repent. You know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm <laughs> this leader, I'm this and that. No. So separation like that, I think is good, and it's scriptural. You know, there's, and this is something people don't preach on. There's a, a lot of scriptures people don't really preach on, but even the Apostle Paul, and I don't hear this a lot, people preach on it. He talked about a, a man that was in sin with his stepmother, I believe, in the church. I, I don't know if it was the Corinthian church. And there was no repentance. Sexual sin, fornication, or those. And he told the people at the church, mark that man. He told them to mark him and not to even eat with him and people living in sexual sin just like him. Mm. He told them to, to disassociate with him. And it wasn't because of the fall, brother. It was because of the non-repentance, and they continued in it. So that, I think that's the issue. Um, I think people should understand it's not the fall itself because we're all, again, imperfect, flawed, you know, people striving to become like Christ. But when you fall, how do you respond and react in your fall? Do you get back up and repent and try, try your best with all that's in you to walk away from that sin? You know, or do you stay in it? Do you love being in it? Are you comfortable in it? And you expect the rest of the body or the members of the organization to be okay with you being comfortable in it, knowing that, you know, what you're doing is not just affecting yourself and your own spiritual walk, but them. It's affecting them and affecting all those in your ministry overall. Believe it or not, it affects your ministry even in the spirit realm. This, this is what I really believe. Our personal spiritual walk with where we had with Christ, regardless of how good you rap and sing, know that your ministry will be affected, you know, by your lifestyle. Even if no one knows what you're doing, right? And no one knows. It hasn't come through the forefront. The Lord knows. And trust me, your ministry will be affected if you're not at least striving to walk upright before God and live a life, a clean life, a pure life, 
and that you're not really trying to live what you're preaching, you know, on your, your songs. Um, so, I mean, I agree. I, you know, at the end of the day, I do believe that sometimes it's good to disassociate with, with our brothers and sisters who are not repentant in certain lifestyles, especially if they're in leadership or um, have any type of platform in, in, in music or ministry. But if that's not the case, you know, a lot of times the enemy, even with that, he'll come in and sow some type of division um, to try to get, you know, uh, groups disbanded because he knows if he can do that and get them splintered, he can, you know, prevent them from doing the things in ministry that God has called them to do. Exactly. Exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, West for Breakfast right here on Quake RYC Praise News, where music is therapy. Uh, we've been sitting down with the sister, Harvest, uh, checking out her music and having an excellent, excellent uh, conversation here on the show. Really enjoyed our time with you. Um, yeah, we jump into our last segment of the show. I know time is getting away. I just want to jump in and uh, share some scripture before we let the people go and everything. So um, I have uh, Psalms 27:14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So, man, um, yeah. So that's, that sums up a lot right there. It said it had to say it twice. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord. So don't just jump in and move. And I think that was really speaking to me as far as what I'm mentally going through. So definitely. Uh, Captain Jay, I know you've been quiet over there for a minute. So <laughs> you have your scripture ready? Yeah, give me one sec here. Um, let's see. I'll get it pulled up. <coughs> it's Second uh, Corinthians 10, uh, 3 through 6. So I apologize. It's a little on the longer side. Uh, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient. We will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Amen. Amen. Thank uh, Corinthians ten. Okay. Um, Harvest, you have anything that you want to leave the people with? Um, no, I just want to leave them with the fact that God loves them, each and every one of them. You know, um, regardless of where they're at right now in the season in their life, know that God love for them is unchanging, you know, and that he's there and he'll always be there. And to just continue to trust God regardless of what life might throw at you. Trust God and know that he's for you. He's always for you and he's never against you. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to end the show off with, um, with Harvest is a latest single forever. Uh, you want to explain that for the folks before we leave off? Yeah, Forever. Oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorites that I enjoy working on. But, yeah, Forever is pretty much about 
be in a secret, intimate place with God um, where he just hugs you, you know, you're up under his wings and you're just with him. Um, and just that, that feeling the love that you feel when you're with him that you can't find anywhere else, right? You know, so it's about him being our forever love, literally, our forever love. And so that's what it's about. It's about just being at that, in that, that place with God, you know, where there's peace, there's joy, there's everything that you need, right, that we sometimes go and look for in, 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 in money or in, in our career or in uh, a partner or relationship, right? And regardless of how much you try to find those things from external sources, it can only be found resting in the arms of our Father, our heavenly loving Father. So that's what forever is about. Amen. All right. So you all have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Um, remember, we will be back tonight with an interview with uh, Jay Measy at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Quake RYC Praise News where music is therapy. Y'all be peaceful, y'all. This is forever by Harvest. Let's go. <coughs>
Forever and